Hello, you are listening to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast with absolutely no picture in picture. Each week we talk about Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling-related heartbreak in Canada, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to get into with each other and with you. I'm Abigail, I'm here with Jillian, and while we are emotionally fragile after the past week in wrestling, I think we are ready to get started. You're so good at those intros. Good job. I'm actually a sportscaster in my day-to-day life, so <laughs> I've been hiding it from you for a long time. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we could probably go down to part-time jobs then. <laughs> this podcast. No. no. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. You don't have to support my lifestyle. Thank you. I mean, I can't support my lifestyle. <laughs> So uh, are you feeling ready to smack it down and get in the moment? I am very, very ready. All right. So, you know, it feels like, I don't know if it feels this way to you, but it feels to me like we are going back approximately 200 years in history Ooh. to SmackDown because I feel like there was just a lot of turmoil between when SmackDown kicked off and when Raw ended last night. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was thinking about, I was like taking my notes tonight or yesterday when I was watching Raw and I was just like, I don't remember anything that happened because so much happened. It's like <laughs> I was going over my notes. I was like, Jesus. Okay. So yeah, lots and lots and lots of things happened. And those things started with uh, a match between Natalia and Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey on SmackDown. Natalia in her hat and Shotzi in her tank. Yeah, everybody in accessory. And her weird walk. Mm-hmm. And Shayna and her weird eye makeup. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder if she's like, does this look good? And all her friends are like, yeah, babe, it looks it looks amazing. You look amazing. I like that she's like doing something different, though. She's doing her, and I respect yeah. that. Yeah. I. It's hard. Eye makeup is hard. I <laughs> Okay, it's my rough. eye makeup does not look better than Shayna Baszler's. <laughs> Mine just looks looks more in with what other people are wearing. There's but like, yeah, if I am going to quote unquote successfully wear eye makeup, it's going to be like a thin line of shaky black eyeliner, and then like <laughs> ideally some taupey colored eyeshadow with like a little champagne colored eyeshadow. <laughs> towards the inside of my eye but by the end of the day it's all just like a primordial soup under my eyeballs Um, i know we're going to talk about wrestling in a second but i have to say have you seen that trend for people who wear glasses that they just like put their eyeshadow like all the way up to their eyebrow like really dark because you know when you put glasses on like basically your eye makeup is just like obscured completely this is like for people who wear kind of like the bigger glasses like putting tons of eye makeup on the person in the video on TikTok looked really cool. I would look insane, but I mean that's the thing, right? That's not repeatable in real life. No. <laughs> that's No, you have to be the very cute TikToker that had like giant glasses and fun hair. That's not for someone who starts freaking out when handed liquid liner. I mean <laughs> you gotta have qualifications yes. for that shit. Um, in this match the uh who was doing it? I think it was Natalia doing it. I don't remember now. I didn't write it down because I'm dumb. But <laughs> one of my favorite things happened. 
And I think it must have been, I think maybe Natalia had Rhonda in the um, sharpshooter, but yeah. Um, she did one of my favorite things that I love when someone has someone in a submission hold in a match, which is like, they like put them in the hold and the person slowly starts creeping toward the ropes and then they like drag them back into the middle. Yes. Like, I love that so much. <laughs> I don't know why I love it so much. I especially love it when it's like my favorite wrestler has someone in a submission hold and they're like, no way, dude. It just makes me so happy. I love that. I mean, I feel like it really amps up the narrative tension. Like, uh oh, uh oh, she's about to break the hold. No, she's not. She's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Right into the middle. I like it too. That was kind of the best part about the match for me. (laughs) There was another part of this match I really like, but it doesn't make me a very nice person. Ooh, do tell. I really like when the crowd was chanting, you can't wrestle at Ronda Rousey. I didn't hear that. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's so mean. That calls them like they sees them in wrestling. (laughs) I mean, okay. Like, let's talk about that for a second, because... Dominic, for example, is he like, is he a bad a wrestler as Ronda Rousey? You know what? Is I think he worse. Here's the thing. I think Dominic is a fine, like, I wouldn't even know how to say if he's a good or bad wrestler because we never see him do anything, right? So, like, he can do a frog splash. That's cool. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm here for that. I think the thing with Ronda Rousey is she's a very good mixed martial artist, very mm-hmm. good judo athlete. I believe judo is her sport. But I, I think maybe she still struggles translating that into the storytelling of a wrestling match. Yeah. And yeah, she is not a storyteller. It's not easy, right? Like, it's very, it's very easy for me to be uncharitable and be like, Ronda Rousey sucks. But I mean, like, Ronda Rousey can also get into the ring without hurting herself or falling over, which I can tell you right now, way more than Jazzy A is bringing to the table. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm fine with taking the taking the piss out of her because, you know, she's not a great person. Yes. Um, but uh, it, it just made me think about that, like, no one really chants that to Dom. And I'm like, You are not? consumed with thoughts of Dominic Mysterio, and I love it. I'm like Brock Lesnar- and his wife and Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Except it's Dom. I really hope that sometime you are on like a really romantic evening out with your husband. And he's like just trying to talk to you about how great your relationship is and how much he adores you. And you're like, you know what really fucking grinds my gears, honey? And he's like, yeah, I do. It's Dominic Mysterio. I think that uh, I think I would do that. And I think that um, he'd be OK. He'd be like, I get it. I know. I think he loves that about you. And then he'd buy me like a nice dessert. I hope so. He's a good person. Was there anything else with this match that you wanted to get into? No, I just really liked the middle of the ring bit. <laughs> That's fair. That I think that could be the uh, moment of the moment of the match. So Rhonda and Shayna won this one, and I was a little convinced that Natalia was getting some dangerous momentum, and then when she didn't. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, is she going to win? Is she well, going to win also, the Elimination Chamber? Well, and then also I was, I thought it was interesting that it wasn't Natalia who lost. It was Shotzi, quote yes. unquote, who lost, right? Like, um, And so I thought maybe that was also going to be some momentum. Like, well, we're not going to have the Canadian lose. 
So there were, I mean, I think we started off on, on a questioning note, and then we moved right on to one of your very favorite things in the world. Hit row. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you notice that Montreal hates hit row? <laughs> I didn't notice. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, then they started like kind of like doing like a little song. Yeah, that was rough. About how they hate Montreal. And I was like, is this really? This is awkward. <laughs> it's like, it felt like when you see those videos of people busking on the subway or like <laughs> playing their guitar on airplanes and everyone around oh, them is God. just like, no, fuck you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> if they would have done it in French, maybe they would have gotten some fans, but... Maybe if they had not chided Montreal about having poutine gravy on their fingers in their rap like, performance. As that's like one of their greatest national treasures is poutine. Like, don't hate. I am happiest when I have poutine gravy on my fingers. I've never actually had poutine. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I know. I've heard. I, mean, I think it's because of like the cheese part weirds me out. I'm not a big cheese fan, so. That's true. I, you know. Give me fries and gravy all day long, but I don't know about that cheese. The ultimate diner treat. I would try it. So, you know, Hit Ray, Hit Ray, wow. Hit Row is not really, (laughs) they're not really finding their stride (laughs) in their performance. And they were saved from that when the lights went out and Bray was like, man, I cannot take it anymore, man. (laughs) It was the weirdest. I was like. Like Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy were like the last people I expected to like interrupt a hit row show. (laughs) It was wonderful. It was a very strange moment. I feel like I want more meat on the bones of this Bray Wyatt situation, but I'm also happy to have him show up like this. (laughs) Yeah, I am really torn between like him just doing weird shit randomly and me being like, can we please have a consistent storyline where I understand what's happening on a week-to-week basis. (laughs) I really, I like that he was like, now that I'm in control of myself and my family, it's like, oh, oh, honey. Honey. Like, really? (laughs) Meanwhile, weird dude in a mask is like wrestling with you. I don't understand. It's like, your hallucinations have been manifested, my dude. I don't know that this is all (laughs) about you living your best life. Like, you're not getting your groove back. Did you hear the important thing that he said during all this? That uh, he was looking to get all in that Bobby and Brock drama? Yeah, like whoever wins, he's going to go after them. So I am excited about that. Yeah, I I think that's going to be pretty smashy. I'd love to see either of those dudes try to manage Uncle Howdy. I mean, can Uncle Howdy be truly managed or is he ungovernable? Because I think he might be ungovernable. Probably. I think you're right. (laughs) But, like, I just feel like both Bobby and Brock would just be like, what the fuck is happening? I think it would be hilarious to watch Brock Lesnar deal with this circus. I really, truly do. He's just like, what? No. (laughs) He would just, like, bring in his tractor and just run them over. (laughs) And oddly enough, I am 100% here for that. If they have, like... A barn of terror farmyard equipment match. I'm hundred percent down to watch that. Sponsored by Mountain Dew Code Red. Brought to you by Kubota and Mountain Dew Code Red. Gander Mountain. 
Cabela's. That'd be so, fantastic. <laughs> it would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> On a less fanciful note, although only slightly less fanciful, <laughs> we then have, uh, you know, we have the Brutes getting Drew and Seamus hyped up backstage because they are about to take on the Viking Raiders, their arch nemeses. Yes. And it was very exciting to see them all together. That's so nice. that, you know, Drew and Seamus could be like, bye, guys. <laughs> Go back to obscurity. <laughs> Look, everybody needs their hype men. And the hype men are not the whole show. <laughs> they aren't. But I was pretty excited. I don't know if you noticed this, but Valhalla is not only here, but she has a new headdress thing that she's wearing. I wanted to ask you if I was imagining it or if her headpiece was evolving. It's like a goat or a stra- a cow of some sort. Yeah. And it's got like just two prongs, right? Yes. So like less goring opportunities, I think, now. Probably a little safer. Yeah. But it was kind of pretty. It was pretty. As someone who like sort of likes the spooky look of bone things... I was like, yeah. this is cool. I couldn't pull it off, but I admire it. I have a question for you. Oh I don't know gosh, if you noticed, me. but did you notice that Ivar had like cupping marks all over him? Yes, Ivar is into cupping. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is he? I, was, I didn't know if he was like actually into cupping or if it was like he was doing it for like the look because, you know, like, I don't know, Viking with weird like circle hickeys all over him. People might be like, that's kind of cool. It's like, I that's actually sure. the mark of Odin, you ignorant <laughs> slut. I mean, get it's it together, an o, right? <laughs> I actually, I wanted to ask you because I don't know. Is cupping legit? Uh, I guess it depends on who you ask. I've heard that it doesn't do shit. So, Dear but Dad. then I've also heard like it increases blood flow to muscles. So I don't know. <laughs> I so feel like week. it's the same thing as like a hickey, right? Does a hickey do anything for you? Otherwise, other than like. Maybe mildly embarrass you depending on placement and or remind you of a fun time that you had. I mean, I don't think I've had enough hickeys on sore muscles to know. (laughs) But maybe that's something I can work on in the future. Yeah. I just remember Michael Phelps having a ton of them on his body at the Olympics, like whenever that was. And people were like, what is that? Um, Dude looked like he'd been ravaged by a tentacle monster. Yeah, he really did. I don't know. I don't know if it works. I don't know. Turn to you for these insights. A tentacle monster. <laughs> so many suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought there were some cool moments. and I mean, I like seeing all these guys wrestle regardless. But mm-hmm. there was this moment where Seamus and Ivar kind of came off the top rope. And it was just like this thunderous crash to the ring. Uh-huh. Then Eric deadlifted Seamus, which I felt was like extremely impressive. Yeah. I feel like when anybody deadlifts any of these people it's just like holy shit yeah always a good time it also made me sad when drew was counting down to the claymore and they didn't get to do it for a hot second there i thought that was gonna be it like i thought he was just gonna like punch Seamus in the face and like (laughs) their you know kind of fresh alliance would just be shattered i don't know i i think that's the love of a lifetime i don't know that it's that easily broken man I hope not. I really en- I'm enjoying their brohood. I am too, and I I do hope that one day when they break up, they feud with each other for a long time. Yeah. So we can just keep enjoying it. I could definitely watch that. 
happily. <laughs> so, I mean, overall, I really enjoyed this. There were a couple times where I was sure the match was going to end. I felt like I was pretty caught up in it. Um, did you have any other thoughts on this one? No, I was I was mostly hung up on um, just Valhalla's new accoutrement. That's fair. And I liked how at the end she was like not impressed with the outcome. <laughs> just visibly not impressed. One thing I like about her is like her method of quote unquote interference is like, I, and I might be wrong, but I don't remember her like actively like distracting a ref. Like I feel like she just kind of like stands to the side and does like spooky motions. And like yes. People get kind of weirded out looking at her and sometimes she'll stand on this, on the ring, like on the, uh, outside the ropes and like I don't know, do some random things, but it, she doesn't seem as distracty as other ones. Like she just kind of seems happy to like let Eric and Ivar do their thing. I mean, it's possible that she thinks her Norse magic is going to have more of an impact than it does. That's that's entirely possible. Like in her mind, she's hella interfering. <laughs> she interfered like before the match even started, so she's like, I don't have to physically interfere. She's like you know, I've just. I've been doing all these rituals and killing all these chickens, and honestly, I don't think we're getting anywhere. I'm up to my eyeballs and bones. I can't do any more at this point. You know, it's not easy <laughs> to be the spooky chick in the relationship. <laughs> Seriously. So, bumping ahead a little bit, we're going to cut through some stuff that we don't have a ton to say about just because we have so much freaking content. To get through this week, we're going to skip on ahead to our Intercontinental Championship match and some of the surrounding hijinks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have Gunther backstage and he is super not into Madcap Moss. He's really dismissive <laughs> of him having a girlfriend, which I thought was really, really funny. Like, what's more lame than having a beautiful woman love and support you? Get it together, my dude. Having two Aryan dudes love and support you. That's what the cool guys are doing, okay? <laughs> and then before that, we had had a segment from earlier where we see Emma being supportive of Madcap. And she's, like, trying to gas him up and, like, give him some motivation. <laughs> and he said what we all were thinking. Nobody expected me to win. That's 100,000% right, Madcap. Nobody expected you to win. So self-aware, though. I mean. Yeah, I, I appreciate that level of introspection and understanding. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, nobody expected <laughs> you to win. This whole thing felt a little like, I'm not saying you're not doing a good job, buddy. I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> but once we get to the match itself, like, what do you think? I liked i mean i it was more impressive than i expected it to be i think yes. that it was i never for a second expected madcap to win although at this point he won the other thing so i was like well i guess anything could happen at this point but right there was a fun there's a fun move i think it's called a fall away slam i'm not great at knowing that name but um madcap was kind of on the top rope i think it's a fall away slam and he I think he, like, flew backwards and slammed down um, Gunther. I think that's a fallaway slam that I'm thinking of. And I really like that move. I think that's really impressive. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and that was very, very cool. I feel like, you know, he didn't win, and we didn't think he was going to win. 
but he did put on a really good show. So I gotta, yeah, he I gotta did. give him credit for that. I don't know that I'm ever gonna be a Madcap fan though. I don't know why. Yeah. You know what I am a fan of? I really liked Emma's outfit. I thought she looked super cute. And I also feel like she always has good pants, which is not easy. Yeah. Her the color she was wearing was like she reminded me of like pretty lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a whole look. So yeah, I don't you know, no surprises here, but happy for Madcap that he's out there getting it done, doing his best. Do you think anybody's going to be able to take the title? I mean, I feel like it's got to be somebody really, really over, really, really well-established, right? Okay. Like, I don't know. Who can you imagine taking the title? Um, I don't know. Maybe Bray Wyatt will make his way there. <laughs> hey, man. I do not have it together, but I sure would like to be champion. Man. You're from you're from Germany, right, man? <laughs> Give me that title. <laughs> <sighs> uh, I mean, I wouldn't object to, and I wouldn't object to a Bray and Gunther rivalry. I think that could be really good. Very different styles. Yes, and also I feel like, just like Brock's reaction to Bray's nonsense would be hilarious. <laughs> so too would Gunther's. Like I do not think Gunther is built to stand that man no he would not be pleased i don't right? think um giovanni or the other guy <laughs> i can't remember his name ludwig kaiser thank you ludwig kaiser <clears throat> i don't think any of those dudes would be up for it either i just imagine bray stacking ludwig and giovanni under tons of like <laughs> chairs and backstage shit and gunther is like i don't care <laughs> They are not my friends, and I don't care. <laughs> and Los Angeles Knight just walks by and sees them and goes, yeah! Remember when it was me? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's going to do. Maybe he'll show up and try to take the the IC championship. Why not? I like this idea of dudes who would be deeply irritating to Gunther trying to <laughs> take the championship from him. I, I feel like everybody this. irritates him, though. It's true, but I think if you are, like, a gimmick guy with, like, a big, wacky gimmick, you are not his fave. <laughs> Who do you think might go for it? I seriously have no friggin' idea, and I don't okay. think they're in a hurry to take it off him. No, they don't seem to be. So, yeah, I could not tell you. I have no meaningful input. Okay. I'm enjoying watching folks try. Yeah, like, it's all been good. I'm into the journey. Yeah. I'm definitely... More, uh, more of a fan of Gunter now than I was when we first started. He's grown on me a lot since I first saw him, and I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Uh, someone who did not have to grow on us at all <gasps> arrives next. It's Sammy time. Sammy. Sammy is here. Sammy in Canada. It's really nice when you hear the good people of Montreal say his name, and it's uh, all Sammy in unison. Um... Like, I just loved this so much. I loved yeah. the fucking, like, 12-minute ovation <laughs> he had. Like, they just kept cheering and cheering and cheering, and it was so wonderful. And he was, like, getting teary, and I was like, Sammy, I love you! It was such a nice moment. Like, I loved hearing his old music, because I really hate his new music. And I just, like, 
just really nice to see Sammy get some recognition and some love, even more than he's been getting, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm glad they just let it go. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. So you were not disappointed that we didn't see the bloodline in any capacity. You just enjoyed the moment. I enjoyed the moment. Um, I was eager to see, like, I wanted Jay to show up. You know, I wanted them to have some sort of discussion. Um, yes. But I... I feel like this was really well done and I thought maybe KO might show up at some point, but um, it was just a Sammy love fest. S- sorry, a Sammy, Sammy love fest. I'm trying to say it properly. properly I kind of felt, felt the way that you did. Like I was happy to see him just kind of like get his flowers in this moment, but I did like, I want him to hash it out with Jay. I want to keep hearing from KO. And I mean, we do get some satisfaction on that front later in the week but like boy how i'm so thirsty for bloodline content <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do when there's like no more bloodline i'm just like okay you guys need to come up with another like firecracker storyline because you're gonna lose me quick <laughs> mm-hmm. like it better be this dramatic this engaging yes i need it so before we move on any other smackdown that you would like to smack down no, I'm just excited to uh, get into Elimination Chamber. Well, that's where we're headed next. Um, Saturday, we... Ha- wow, I just said that in the most <laughs> Canadian-slash-Midwestern way possible. Saturday, we had the Elimination Chamber. It's no longer a pay-per-view. It's a premium live event. Yeah. Um, is it because, like, does pay-per-view not exist anymore? Like, I feel so, like somewhere pay-per-view exists, right? I think it does, but I think their primary format is through streaming services now. That's my understanding. Yeah. Premium live event. But uh, PLV. We, that just sounds dirty. It does a little. Mm-hmm. So we kicked off the premium live event with the Women's Elimination Chamber match, which, just as a reminder, included Asuka, Carmella, Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, and hometown favorite, Natalia. And Liv. And Liv, how did I leave Liv out? Liv, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe because she started the match, so it was Maybe. like. Maybe. It's okay. Liv, I love don't you. I'm real sorry. Don't you worry. Anyway, um, I thought this was pretty great. I enjoyed this a mm-hmm. lot. Tell me, okay. tell me your thoughts. Um, so a few, I guess a few, a few thoughts, I should say. So, um. One, I'm really tired of listening to Corey announce whenever Carmella wrestles. Like, I, I don't just, like it either. I feel like there should. It's. It feels like, it feels icky. I don't like it. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite moments was when Natalia and Asuka were applying dual submission holds to live. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, that was so cool. I loved that so much. I'm kind of surprised that. Um, Liv was kind of eliminated that early-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Given that she had lasted so long in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. But um, I was really, 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 really scared. Really scared that it was going to be Carmella. I was really, really scared. I Me too. Raquel, I think, got eliminated first. Yep. And she was like my pick. <laughs> so I was like, well, I was way off. Um, But it was a pretty brutal match. And I have to say, like, like kind of 
near the beginning ish of the men's match, I was like, well, the women's match is outshining the men's match yet again. <laughs> um, it was just really good. Like it was fucking bonkers. Some of the shit that they were doing. Yeah. And, um, I was just so happy with the outcome. Um, like overall, I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was, it was a great opening match. I agree. Um, I feel like, you know, I know you had Raquel as your pick and so when it came down to her, it came down eventually to her, Carmella and Asuka. And I was like, I am okay with two out of three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm okay with that. But like, I have to say, I thought Raquel was honestly like the MVP of the night. Like, yes, she was a powerhouse. She played that Damian Priest role where she just like keeps the match going. She keeps doing awesome stuff. I was like, I always like you, Raquel, but you really won me over even more in this match. I think that's a really good comparison because, yeah, she was the workhorse of the match for sure. And everybody had their spots, right? Like Liv had the sunset flip off the pod. That was super cool. Yeah. You know, Asuka is just always awesome. That, Like you said, that double submission on Liv was incredible. So it was really, really good. And I'm really excited to see Asuka versus Bianca at WrestleMania. I also like that Asuka won without having to spew any venom. <laughs> yes, that was nice. That was nice. Like it just felt like everybody was kind of... Um, on their A game, like the whole match, mm-hmm. there wasn't like anybody. I mean, I don't know, Carmella, whatever. But everybody was just kind of like killing it. I, I feel like Carmella, she just she just drives me crazy. I noticed something though, and I thought about this when <clears throat> I was watching Elimination Chamber when they were like announcing the women or whatever. They never they annu- they always announce men's weights, yeah, and they don't announce women's weights, and like. Obviously, it's stupid that they announce anybody's weight, but I found that so weird and like some like a weird kind of antiquated thing. Like, I yeah. don't know. It just seems so strange to me. It's not it's not anything I, I, I care to make a big deal about, obviously, but I'm just like, I just like, I don't know how I didn't notice it until 2023. I don't think I've ever thought about it. And I wonder if it's like, you know, ladies are sensitive about their weight or if it's more yeah. like it ruins the fantasy. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because oh, I think she weighs more than 110. Gross. So that's what I mean. I think, <laughs> do you know how like men can be incapable of determining what makeup is and they think that women naturally have eyelids that look like a beautiful sunset? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Yes, I was laughing. So I'm sorry. Yes. I feel like there's also men who would look at Carmela and be like, oh, she's so hot. She's probably like 100, 110 pounds. No. <laughs> she's not she's a tall fit fucking woman yeah yeah like so i wonder if it's like you know 50 50 on that you could you could be right i find it just so funny i was like oh yeah they don't ever mention that and it's like then then what is the purpose of announcing the men's weight like you know what i mean like to lie about anyway, it and anyway it in really weird ways yeah we, there's a whole paper in there <laughs> Aside from uh, this disparity in measurements, was there anything else about the women's elimination chamber? I did think of one thing. Um, so yeah. at the end of it, they kept saying like, okay, it's Bianca and Asuka at, at WrestleMania, which, yeah, I get. I mean, WrestleMania is in April, but it's like, so then, spoilers, there's not going to be a single challenge to Bianca's title between now and then. I don't know. I mean, I feel like 
I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping for too much, but I feel like Charlotte's title is getting challenged like every five minutes. Yeah. And like, it's like, oh, no, but Bianca, you're fine until WrestleMania. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just chill, girl. You've earned it. Yeah. Not that I, I feel- wanted to lose the title, but it's just like, I don't know. That's a, kind of a long time to go before WrestleMania. I don't want her to lose the title, but I want to feel like it's possible. And I feel like yeah. that's the problem with the road to WrestleMania is that yep. things get nailed down early. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, um, you know, maybe Nikki Cross will totally defeat Asuka in this match, even though Asuka's going to WrestleMania. Maybe Bianca will lose her title to so-and-so on Raw. Even Like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Those things aren't yeah. going to happen. It's a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Well, moving on, we have something that I felt was a little underwhelming, but you tell me how you felt about it. We move on to Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar in a big meaty smash match. I mean, the big meaty smash match is never going to be my favorite. Nah. Um, I found it weird. Like, I kind of don't understand Lesnar's, like, random mood swings like (laughs) like he feels like he's like everybody's buddy for a while and then he like you know nails bobby lashley the nuts and f5s the ref like what is happening exactly like what are you so mad about yeah i think i think it's weird to have a competitor as seasoned as brock lesnar who gets like so furious that he actually has to wrestle in this match and that Bobby's not easy to put away that he ends up going for the nut shot and stomping out and killing the ref. <laughs> like narratologically that feels odd to me, but also like Brock doesn't get character development because people don't want it. Right. Yeah. No, they just wanted to be the big smashy guy. I mean, I, I don't love that. There was just like a disqualification I don't know. I mean, obviously, well, I don't know, obviously, but this is probably going to carry on into WrestleMania. I don't really care about it. Yeah, like I I care I can care a lot about Bobby Lashley when he is rivalrying with someone I care about. Mhm. Or doing things that are interesting to me. And so this was a source of a big argument in my household during Ooh. the pay-per-view where I was like, I just I just want you to explain to me, spouse, love of my life, as someone who, like, is into Brock Lesnar and is super excited to see him, like, explain it to me like I am a stupid child. Uh, Spoilers, he didn't explain anything to me. Maybe we could ask ChatGPT to explain it to us, like, why does everybody love Brock Lesnar? (laughs) See if it can come up with something. I was just like, if it's just that you're excited to see a man that big murder someone, you can just say so. But I think he was embarrassed to say that. Oh, no. I, mean, I bet it's he likes the big knife tattoo on his chest. Probably. He wants one of his own. <laughs> Which uh, he can have or we can stay married. It's one of the <laughs> If I were him, like, logically taking emotions out of it, I'd just get the knife tattoo. But... <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I if like Bobby Lashley was still like feuding with Austin Theory, I'd be more into it because it's like, yes, please, someone kill Austin Theory. But yes, end him. Um, and I mean like wrestling kill, not actually kill. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> this is not a murder advocacy podcast. <laughs> Just to make that crystal clear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess the motivation 
I don't know, is Brock just going to like quit wrestling? Because <laughs> he's just so mad he can't beat him anymore? I don't know. He's going to take his knife tattoo and go home. I'd be fine with enough. <laughs> I did kind of like how they sort of played him out with his music at the end. Like, okay, that's enough murder. Get out of here. <laughs> Brought out the little hook. <laughs> so while this one was perhaps not banger after banger after banger, we do have something right after it that, while not a wrestling match, is pretty spectacular. So wonderful. We have this... Um, in the spirit of the old, like, movie-themed WrestleMania ads, we had a Joker-themed ad where Seth portrayed the Joker, the uh, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix Joker, and Becky portrayed Batman. Have you seen that movie? I have, yeah. Okay, I haven't. It's um, fine. Was he... Like, I've seen, like, bits of the dancing, you know, the actual clip from the movie, like, a zillion times, but I loved this so much. That's <laughs> so great. It's much better than the movie. It was so good, and Becky did such a good job getting her Batman voice. It was crazy. She really did. Also, my favorite part was when Seth said, I didn't know we had a man cave, and she said, you wouldn't. <laughs> He's not invited into the man cave. He's not. He's not. So I also like, he's man. like, what's with the voice? <laughs> she didn't answer him. <laughs> I don't know how they got through that without just like cracking up. I could not do it. I know. I'm, I was just amazed that it wasn't like, just like, we got one decent take. We'll try it. But it was really, <laughs> really well done. It was wonderful. I, I've been wishing that they would do commercials like that again, where they go for the like high concept you know film parody kind of thing and it was really it was wonderful they showed it again during raw it was wonderful then too yeah i'll be excited to see that every time i see it between now and <laughs> wrestlemania it's so at first i didn't understand what it was when he's like going yes! into the, like i i figured it was like a hollywood thing but he went to the elevator and i was like is he like a zombie what's happening <laughs> and then once he was like dancing i was like oh i get it i gotcha now <laughs> So this was followed by something that for me was equally wonderful. Mm -hmm. We have the tag match between Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor. And Finn kicked things off the way he loves to do by wearing what looked like a backwards motorcycle helmet. <laughs> His mask was insane. Hate it. Worst face shield ever. Do not recommend. Zero of ten. I liked Rhea's outfit. I Super did like cute. Rhea's outfit. I thought everybody else looked great. Finn just phoned it in. There were like little feathers on her trousers, right? Oh, you know, I didn't notice. I think they were like little feather outlines. Oh, I like didn't printed? Really get the... Yes. Like yes. not actual feathers. Yeah, no, yeah, not yep, actual. Right. Yeah. Um, and also, I made, <laughs> I made a note. I wrote, oh, no. <laughs> Edge and Beth both have insane coats. <laughs> that is what keeps their spark alive. It keeps their bond strong. Their outfits, their matching outfits are really cute, though. But I was just like, oh, my God, they're both wearing those hilarious coats. Stop it. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, did you like the fuck you Dominic chants? <laughs> I thought that's what they were saying. Um, like after he got kicked out and they were doing like the na 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 na. I was like, OK, we're kicking it. Kicking it old school with that one. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, they just hate him. And yeah. once again, I'm still like caught in that web of trying to decide, like, do they actually like really hate Dominic or are they just like hate the character Dominic? You know, like I'm still just my brain still wants to know the truth there. I still think there is no one truth. I think it runs the <laughs> gamut. But Montreal is a boisterous wrestling crowd. It would be super fun to go to a show there. I also would be kind of scared. <laughs> it would be super fun to watch a show there from the bar in the arena. Well, I got like, I told you the last time I went to a wrestling show, like the people near us like got in a yeah. fight. And I'm just like, I'm really scared of that happening again. It's uh, It is always... When you go to a wrestling show, there's always a 75% chance that you will sit next to the absolute worst people in the world. <laughs> someone probably thought that about us once. I guarantee someone thought that about us once I at mean, some point. I'm not going to get on to, into it on the show, but we have some examples of not so good behavior in a crowd. So, yes, we do. you know, <laughs> oh, but that's a story for another time. Um, it is. What were your thoughts on this match? Tell me about your feelings. Uh, highlight of the match. Highlight of the match. When uh, both Finn and Rhea were in a submission hold. In their own submission hold. And Rhea was just like, you cannot tap. That was so awesome. That was my favorite. She's like, bitch, no. Absolutely not. So we're not going down this way. Amazing. <laughs> she is so hardcore. Um, it was... It was just so much fun to watch. And I think, like, the double, like, power bomb. I don't know what the fuck it's called. You know, when I Beth. Think, I think that's called the shatter machine. Well, the the one that, um, when Rhea slammed down Edge and Beth. Oh, oh I see. I'm sorry. Match. I thought you meant when they did it together. That thing I was gotcha. cool, too. Yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. That one is really cool. Um, Like, I loved that so much. Like, Edge is a very tall lanky motherfucker and like yeah Rhea just like slamming him down I couldn't believe it it was great I just I, I thought the energy was really good I was really pleased I was kind of I mean I I picked Rhea and Finn to win this one I think because I really you didn't did. expect they'd let Edge and Beth win so I was kind of surprised there but I was very very happy well, and I feel like we kind of saw that play out in a way that made sense on Raw, right? Because Edge is like, okay, we're done with this now. We put the kids yeah. to bed. We're over it. And Finn's like, the fuck you are, my good sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I forgot to mention is once when Rhea and Beth powerbomb the dudes, I had this moment of this vision of them becoming a tag team. And I was just like, that would be fucking incredible. I love it. This is kind of a sidebar, but I noticed the next day that Beth posted a really nice message yes. on Instagram of how great Rhea is. And I was like, I love you. You're great. And then Rhea used it in her promo yes. on Raw. <laughs> it's amazing. And I bet Beth was like, bravo, little star. Well done. <laughs> it was great. Yes. I I loved that. I was kind of surprised. It's, you know, on their like social media stuff, sometimes they're characters. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. Sometimes I just thought that was really cool. I also, there was this great spot towards the beginning of the match where Rhea and Beth are just clotheslining the shit out of each other and it's just yes. not doing anything. And then Beth is like, eat this bitch. And I was like, I just, I am so in love with both of you. <laughs> they were so I great. Love I loved it. They were just like, yes, we are um, P 
pillars of human beings and we cannot be fall we cannot be felled we cannot be felled mm-hmm. it was like it was like watching two goddesses fight it out on olympus yes lightning bolts and whatnots mm-hmm. it was great so yeah i felt the way you did like this was just a lot of fun like Sometimes mm-hmm. when the stakes aren't the highest, wrestling can just be a really good time. And I, I yeah, like I wasn't was like stressed out watching this. I was just really enjoying it, and I don't know. I, I'm enjoying this feud. Like I want Edge and Beth to do other things as well, but I'll keep watching this for sure. Samesies. So after this one, we've got the men's elimination chamber match, and I'm mm-hmm. probably going to leave somebody out of this one too. <laughs> But we've got Austin Theory, Montez Ford, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, and Seth Rollins. You got them all. Good job. So did you notice, like, Montez had this whole look, right? He had the crown and the the outfit. Yes. So I saw on Instagram that Bianca made him that outfit. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Their love is so beautiful. I Does he have a tattoo of her on his arm? You know, I don't know. So I on noticed one of his forearms, I can't remember which I could see it. There's like a, a, a portrait of somebody and like, but it's really, it, I, the camera would not get in close enough. And I was like, yeah. I wonder if that's Bianca, but I couldn't tell. If I managed to wife Bianca Belair, I would have a <laughs> tattoo of her on my body just so people knew. What an I accomplishment. I wonder if the little kissy mark tattoos on her back are from him. That'd be cute. Oh, that's sweet. So... We also had another big look. Um, you know, Montez came out with a crown, and then Damian Priest also came out with a crown. Yes, I really so liked his. Who wore it better? Montez. Okay, I can't. I can't agree. I can't. I feel like Damian literally looked like the cover of a romance novel. Oh, that's kind of true. You know, I mean, they both look fantastic. I. I guess I need to look at it again because I wasn't thinking about that at the time. Let's see. Montez Ford Elimination Chamber 2023. Let's see if I can get a picture of him. Of his little crown. You gotta get the whole thing. A wrestling junkie is telling us that he wasn't actually hurt. <laughs> the that's that's good. I like that. Which I figured was the case actually because I was like, that eh, seems too convenient. Seems um... I can't get a picture of the crown. Well, I we can, him, uh, but we can always circle back. At an, at a he later looked day. cool, but anyway, I liked that uh, Damien Priest's crown kind of reminded me of something that might be in like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like a I bone mean, crown I was a big fan of that look, and I feel like what are the odds that two dudes show up at Elimination Chamber with a crown? I was like, I love it. Seth's gonna come out with an even bigger crown, and it's gonna get <laughs> ridiculous. I want someone to wear one of those cardboard crowns you used to get at Burger King when you're a little yes. kid. That'd be great. I want someone to just come out dressed as the Burger King. <laughs> that's that's. That guy kind of disappeared. Remember he was everywhere for a while? I know. I, I'm okay with that fading away. I have a question. Hit me with your question. I love questions. S- something about, I thought about. You yeah. know, Austin Theory is always yelling things at people when he's wrestling because he's boring. But, um... Yes. He calls himself the now, right? But then he also says he's the forever champ. And I'm like, which is it, dude? <laughs> it does feel like a little bit of a contradiction. I mean, right? I don't think I don't 
Sometimes I get the feeling he doesn't think a lot about any of the things he says. 1,000% I don't think he does. I mean, he had some hilarious moments for me in this. Like, when he was trying to bulk up at Bronson Reed, I was like, legitimately, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people just continuously trying to remove him from the face of the earth throughout the match. Big mm-hmm. favorite for me. Very fond of. Um... Montez dropping from the ceiling was like a big fave. Very cool. Loved it. Gargano flipping Seth off the pod was fucking crazy. Like that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I mean, can we just talk about the two of them together? Like they're owning Austin Theory. They're sitting on top of the pod chilling. Johnny is just like destroying Seth off the top of the pod. I'm like, you guys are great. And I'd like to see you buddy and or rival for a while. Yes. This is the thing. I I feel like Gargano is so the same thing with with Candice. They're so good. Yes. Don't get to fucking see it enough. Yeah, I I would like to advocate this week in my letter to dad yes, that please. we need a lot more from the Gargano family. Yes. Uh, more please bring that family up. wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I really really enjoyed this one. I just like it was fast-paced. There were crazy spots. Mhm. It was really there was that one spot where like everyone is doing the super kick. Yes. And it was just like really delightful. Do you know what I didn't love? What didn't you love? Fucking Logan Paul showing up and ruining everything. Can I just... Okay, first of all, I didn't want to be right about this one. You know? I didn't. I know. Um, Thankfully, my terrible prediction was not so terrible that I could have foreseen that Logan Paul would appear dressed like a bumblebee. <laughs> I hate him so much. I just, I just want to know. I want someone to explain it to me. Who is clamoring for this? Who is like, I wasn't that into wrestling, but then I saw Logan Paul show up and I was like, oh, I should pay to watch some wrestling. (laughs) Who are these people? I have no idea. I don't know of a, I guess I'm in the wrong generation. I don't know. I don't know of a single person that thinks Logan Paul is interesting. I guess that's the thing, right? Like I'm willing to admit that I'm too old to get Logan Paul, but also I don't. I just don't see the zeitgeist where Logan Paul is going to bring all because that's the point of celebrity guests, right? Is they bring a new audience to wrestling, right? Like we have enough terrible assholes watching wrestling. We don't need any more. Well, also, like, I don't know. This is me talking out of my ass, but like he's a YouTube dude, right? Like, I feel like most people who are watching YouTube aren't watching three hour wrestling shows for our wrestling shows they're like watching small bits and bites of wrestling if at all like no yeah it was it was such a disappointing end to something that i really really loved i know i didn't want austin theory to retain and he did and i was really bummed i'm starting to think that he might be right and he is the forever champ Ugh. You know, it's just like it's like when you watch a zombie show and you become overwhelmed at how the zombies just proliferate and seem to stretch out forever and you think how will the characters ever get rid of them and return life to the way it once was? That's how I feel about Austin Theory. There is nothing yeah. that can be done to remove him and restore decency. 
I also need him to shave that goddamn abomination of a beard off of his face. <laughs> it looks like shit. It's not great. I know I shouldn't talk about other people like that, but I, I just... I'm considering it part of his character, and it's garbage. Arguably, you're just trying to help him be his best A-Town clown. I mean, yeah. It's generous Ugh. when you think about it. Makes me A-Town frown. Is it okay if we move on to the main event, the Please. big moment of the night? Please. So I think what we had all been waiting for for so long, and I think... Okay, so first of all, what we've all been waiting for is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the Undisputed mm -hmm. Championship. As much as I resented being a little starved for this content on Friday, I feel like it was kind of a smart move. Because I came into this like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with Jay? What's going to happen with Jimmy? Will Solo be there? Is KO going to be there? Yeah. And if any of those things had happened on Friday, I don't think I would have been quite as on tenterhooks as I was. I want to know where Solo was. I know. Maybe he was in the bus eating the sushi and he was just like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to. I'm hungry. This can't go to waste. <laughs> it's like, you were the one who wanted us to eat the food. I'm eating the food. <laughs> Tribal chief says it can't go to waste. <laughs> yeah, like there wasn't um, even a whisper of his presence. No, no. It was very, it felt very like, I think this is a weird way to use this word. But until Jimmy showed up much, much later, it felt very intimate. Yeah. Like it was this like, death conflict between Sammy and Roman which is what it was supposed to be yeah so ooh, kind of like when um Sam goes to the cemetery to say yes to Satan yes no he already said yes when he goes to try to tra trap Satan that's what it was right mm -hmm. he's gonna yeah, jump in the right. hole you're right I've seen that 7,000 times you think <laughs> I'd remember what the hell happens good lord it's a big moment, and it's it's easy to block out the traumatic stuff. So, it really okay. is. So there was this really difficult moment for me, kind of early in the match, when uh, Roman told Sammy's wife, who sidebar one of the most adorable human beings in the world, she is so cute. She's so cute. They seem like a couple you would like to hang out with. Absolutely, play but, play board games with them. When Roman was like, I wanted to provide for you, I was like, would you like to provide for me? Because I'm the not proud like Sammy's wife. You can provide for me. <laughs> I'll acknowledge you. That felt really weird. It's awkward, yeah. I want to provide for you. Okay, this is so strange because you absolutely didn't want to do any of those things, you oh. weirdo. But I've, I've, this is like the villain, right? Like, I'm such a good dude. I just wanted him to be able to take care of you and your family. And look what he did. I, just, he's like, I wanted you to eat on the bus with everybody else. There was a lot of food and no one was eating it. And there's so much food waste in this country. Not this country, in the States. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. Did you see Sammy's dad? Yes. It was adorable. It was really great. Like, even, I mean, this is not a spoiler. Things didn't go the way we hoped. No. But it, it was nice to see Sammy have all that support there, both from his own family and then all of Montreal, who were Zanes that night. It was great. I thought it was so funny how often the crowd was chanting, fuck you, Roman. Yeah, they were pissed. <laughs> they were super pissed. When 
like, like when Jimmy showed up, and I was like freaking out because Jimmy showed up, and then I was like, "Where's Ko? Where's Ko? Where's Ko?" Like nonstop, I was just like, "Where is Ko? Why hasn't he come yes. out? What is happening?" And then when Jay shows up, oh my god, that was like such an incredible moment. I was like explosive at that point (laughs) and I was like I was like Jay is on the precipice here and I am an emotional disarray I cannot handle this yeah his indecision is destroying me like when he's he was standing sideways between them and I was like yes I can't take it (laughs) he does this thing and I mean I think I have we've talked about this before I think Jay Uso is like very good at like the physical acting aspect of all this yeah like he has great control over his face and he does this thing where he'll almost like cower from roman a little Mm-hmm. and it's like yes. oh my god like it gets me because you know it's not like i don't think he's trying to convey convey that he's afraid roman will beat him up it's like he's psychologically in this you know yeah like he's afraid of what roman represents in his life yeah. It's much bigger than just like being afraid of violence. So like, oh, this ruined me. <laughs> it was so good. I was so upset at the outcome. I know. All the crowd was just like heartbroken. I knew, but I didn't want to know, you know? Yep. But then when it was all over... Kevin Owens was here and uh he was here to destroy. Mhm. Mhm. Did you see that longing glance? Uh, well, that's yeah. I wanted to I wanted to ask you cuz I know this is <laughs> this is a moment for you. It was How, a real moment. I mean, there was a lot of longing. There was a lot of staring. And I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but this drama really continues to play out on Monday, too. But like, how did you feel in this moment? How did you feel when they are staring at each other longingly? I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I couldn't wait to talk to you about it. I was just like a longing glance after Sammy kicked Roman Reigns the last time and KO leaves. Like, it was so dramatic. It was so just like. Like, if he would have, like, reached out to him, it couldn't have been more dramatic. It was, uh, it was just, it was feeding all of the the needy parts of me. Thank you. Nom, 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 nom. It was emotionally intense, which is all I ever ask from a narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I just need wrestling to be emotionally intense and like, full of romance. I do not need big, meaty men slapping meat. I do not really need much wrestling at all. But what I do need are longing glances, discarded friendship that you only realize how much you valued it when it was too late, connections that span decades. That is the shit that I need. Yes. Give me that. That was the perfect encapsulation of the point of this podcast. Join us next week for pining is for girls, but it's also for men's. We're going to put that that little like aside or whatever you want to call it on a T-shirt, like that whole little speech. It's going to go on a shirt. It's going to be amazing. And we are going to wear those shirts with pride oh my God. 
and the girls who get it get it and the girls mm-hmm. who don't i don't know go listening to some podcast where they like know the names of the moves yeah because we are here for the feels we are what a so, hell of a way to end it. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I felt like I was, if you could be emotionally sweating by the time something <laughs> is over, that's how I felt. Like, I'm not physically exhausted. I'm, like, mentally and emotionally exhausted. <laughs> like, can you imagine having been in that crowd, like, just looking back and forth? Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> ugh, amazing. If we had been there, the ca- like, the camera operators would have picked up some, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> What is, there was one like shrieking and like tiny clapping, like oh my god, oh my god. Hear someone yelling from the crowd. This is all I ever wanted. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Oh yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. This has been a crazy journey, and I thought, <laughs> what if it ends in elimination chamber? And what an idiot I was, because of course it doesn't end in elimination chamber. I'm so glad. Yeah, very relieved. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought of something for Ron. I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm sorry. Well, no, don't you ever be sorry for being <laughs> excited. No one puts Jillian in a corner. We are here oh, for your man. excitement. So let's let's skip right ahead to Monday night and let's get raw when <laughs> Sami Zayn arrives once more. Defeated, but not completely defeated. Sami is back. Feeling a little Sami's guilty back. for not winning, right? Yeah. And he calls out KO and KO answers. He does. And I mean, right away, KO looks like he is like in a state. So <laughs> the... In- <laughs> I don't know if it was Graves. I don't know who was talking, but like, the, I think it was Graves. The announcer was talking and he was like, at times, brothers, at other times. And I just shout, lovers. <laughs> like, so loudly. And my spouse, bless him, over on the couch just started laughing because he knows he gets it. <laughs> He's been living this life for a while now. <laughs> so. He really has. He has he, I don't think he still gets the full extent of it, but. Yeah. I just like it was like it was like as natural as breathing. I was just like lovers. <laughs> they just rolled off the tongue. It's always right there. It's always waiting it. to come out. So this was I mean, this was a hell of a moment they share mm-hmm. where Sammy is like he doesn't know if there's any coming back, but he thinks they could come back and like he mm-hmm. knows how much KO wants to take down the bloodline and he's not gonna rest till that happens. And I got, like, real excited because I thought, yeah, they're going to, like, yeah. pull each other into a big hug and it's going to be this freaking moment. And they're going to take the tag team titles mm-hmm. and everything's going to be okay. And then what happened? KO's, like, I don't want to call it a clapback, but KO's response was, like, devastating and spot on. It was so bitchy and yet so justified. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I had kind of forgotten about what happened at Survivor Series, so thank you for reminding me, KO. Like, <laughs> Sammy was a total piece of shit. Right. And I and I also I like really... how he's like, why don't you go ask Jay? So jealous. <laughs> I know, it was so amazing. Jealous. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Sammy has ever acknowledged Kevin. He was acknowledging Jay a couple yeah, weeks he ago. Kevin. 
He had and I mean, to that. be fair, I would also acknowledge Jay uh, eagerly, readily, whatever. <laughs> but so I don't I, think that I don't think Ko would respond well to that language. Yeah, I don't. I think it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's a different vibe. But like, I I want to talk about how you felt about this because at first. I was so disappointed, right? Because I wanted immediate gratification. But then I was yes. like, this actually makes so much more sense. Like, Kevin Owens has been telling us through this whole thing, like, he knows he's been a bad friend to Sammy over the years. He's not mm-hmm. good at friends. And, like, it's. I think it's very Kevin Owens to be like, no, I'm not just going to forget everything you did. You acted like an asshole. And I already but told like- you we're not going to be friends anymore. But, like, also forget all the shitty things I did. (laughs) Yes. Like, not really taking accountability anymore for his own garbage because he owned it once, and that's totally good enough. We're talking about 2023 now, okay? Now, I have to tell you, when it comes to, like, friendship narratives, romance narratives, whatever, this is the dumb bitch juice I cannot get enough of. Oh, my God. 100%. Everyone is wrong. Everyone is wrong. Everyone is also right. Yeah, I would. I'll just watch this for hours. Just give me the Bloodline, Ko, Sammy, whatever show. Mm-hmm. I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we we leave them at this kind of like heartbreaking point where like, yeah, Sammy is gonna have to be alone on his quest while Kevin Owens is on a parallel quest. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if like Ko's gonna come around. I'm wondering if Sammy's just gonna keep working to try to like heal that relationship. Like I have so many questions. What's Jay gonna do in all this? Like we still, we still don't know what's going on with the bloodline. Like ugh, this is so right. exciting. I, it's like uh, in the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka is like the suspense is terrible. I hope it never ends. Yeah, that is how <laughs> so, I feel. It's so good. Isn't that when, um, is that with Violet or is that with Augustus? I can't remember. I think it might be with Augustus when he's going through the pipes. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) I hope it'll last. I love him. Okay. Anyway. So at the end of all of this drama, Baron Corbin decides that he is uncomfortable, (laughs) but we are not about him, which must be awkward because we are almost never about him. No, but he really uh, is mad. <laughs> he's really pissed. He's going to take it out on Sammy. And uh, I wanted to ask you if you thought enough of this interaction was covered in picture and pizza or maybe if they could have stretched it out more and made it even more insufferable. It was really torturous. And I was just like, I like, you know, of course, try to keep my eyes on the fucking wrestling. That's, you know, two inches of the screen where picture and pizza is the other, you know, 98 inches of the screen. My screen's not that big, but <laughs> I was just like, I can't pay attention. And like no. poor Sammy, all I can think is like, he's just getting the shit kicked out of him nonstop all the time. <sighs> One part I thought that was really funny, though. I laughed really hard when like Sammy's like up the ramp and Baron's in the ring and he's talking to him and he's like. <laughs> Sammy, look me in the eyes from like fifty feet away. <laughs> like what? Like I don't know. He could be looking anywhere, and it would probably look like he's looking in you, looking you in the eyes. Look, when you're really mad, you can't always think it through. You're speaking from the heart, not the brain. At that, point. but I did like that. Ann Pierce was like, "Go get him, buddy." <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> and of course, like I, you know, I really have to say for this match, like. 
when Baron Corbin came out, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way he's going to win given where Sammy is right now. But like they had a great back and forth. There were times where I was like, shit, Sammy's getting owned by Baron Corbin. So like, well done, guys. You had me. You had me in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I agree. I I was like genuinely concerned. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna gonna move on a little bit and skip ahead, and we've got your guy, Dolph Ziggler. I don't know why I always accuse you of him being your guy, um, but <laughs> like your Dolph guy, Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. He's so he's one of the most absurd wrestlers I've ever seen. It's very true, and he is gonna take on Mustafa Ali. So I wanted to talk about this one because my question is, did we did we see a heel turn that didn't really see a heel turn? Like all of a sudden Mustafa's like being super sarcastic and mean to Dolph. Like it seemed really strange. I mean, I think he's been pretty sarcastic and mean to Dolph for right. Because he's been mad at Dolph because Dolph cost him a couple opportunities. It's true. I mean, whether he really cost him those opportunities or not, yeah, no one can say. But, I mean, I do think he has reached a fever pitch of anger with Dolph. <laughs> he's really, like, he's had enough. I also but. think it's, like, it's very funny that the commentary team is kind of like, you know, he's Dolph has been motivating Mustafa Ali. Yeah. It's like, I don't know that that's what he's been doing. <laughs> Like, they had one scene, quote-unquote, scene together where he's like, you got to just get out there and, you know, do it. Like, yeah, that's that's a lot of motivation. It 100% felt like when a boomer is like, you just got to print your resume on really high-quality paper and get out there and pound the pavement and just go in and ask to see the CEO and shake his hand real firm and you'll get the job. Pound the pavement? I feel like it's one of the most boomer things ever. It absolutely is. Like knock on doors, pound the pavement. Just don't take no for an answer. And it's like, okay, how does this how does this advice apply in real life? Like I just move into the CEO's office until he <laughs> gives me a job to get me to move to another part of the office. Like and I, I feel like Dolph's advice has been like, it's a meritocracy here, just like America. And Mustafa Ali is like, Yeah, bro, you're right. It is just like that. Yeah. He's like, wow, it's really working out for me. I'm doing all of these things I should be doing, and I'm not getting shit. <laughs> I um, I did. I thought this match was too short. It was pretty quick. I would like to see them wrestle together more because I think they're both really good, and I think they bring out the best in each other. Yeah. I can't tell who's enhancing whom at this point. And I feel like there was this great point where like Dolph is trying to apply the famous era and Mustafa kind of like flips out of it yeah. it's like that's very cool I like you a lot it was yeah he's great I I want him to be elevated a little bit like um ricochet yeah because it was flippy flippers <laughs> it was nice to see the flippy flipper get the win here and I I hope that's the beginning of many a good thing for our friend yeah. Mustafa I hope so and then, uh, you know, we came out of this match to something equally as important, I think, maybe even more. It is the Miz and Maurice's ninth anniversary. I thought they were so funny. This was they so funny. funny. <laughs> Her sparkle suit was like my favorite. So what's the news? What do you think the big news is? Well, it's, you know, the Miz has received some exceptionally expensive gift. Yeah. And, uh... 
what it could be, I I have no idea. Like, do we want to say it was priceless? Oh. My first thought was that she's pregnant again. That would be great. That was my first thought. I don't know why they'd be make a big deal out of TV, but they like to make a big deal out of stuff on TV. So, do they still have their show? I think so. So maybe it's like a tie-in to the show. It could be. I just thought of that because it was like the way Maurice was saying it was something really important, and like mm-hmm. Miz was saying like this is the best news or something like that. But I also feel bad that like that was my first thought. <laughs> I mean, I think that would be very sweet. I kind of liked later when uh Corey was talking about the Miz's enormous balls again <laughs> and kind of implying that that was the reason that Maurice got him a really nice gift and I I wanted to be like I can't speak for all women who are attracted to men but I I don't know that ball size is a leading criteria for the quality of the gifts that we give I I have never, ever once heard anyone who likes uh, a penis and or testicles say they are really into the size of the balls like that has never, ever come up. I'm sure those people are out there and I don't want to shame them. Yeah. Like, no, I all like what we like and no judgment. But like. I personally can't imagine being like, man, I really love this guy. We've been together nine years. He's really special to me. But honestly, his testicles are kind of small. So I think I'm probably just going to pick up something at Target. <laughs> just a gift card. I think that's enough, you know. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't. It's fine. So, I am curious you know, to know what the news is, though. I was mad that we had to wait till next week. I know. Like playing the waiting game there's a lot of edging on this raw and i'm not into it <laughs> i don't want to be edged i want my gratification right now we like edge we don't want edging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so after our lovebirds backstage cody rhodes arrives and uh he is dressed like a dad who might be running for the school board or maybe chaperoning the spring formal yeah not his best not look. my favorite suit Mm-mm. Still looks dapper, but not my favorite suit. I mean, I think Cody can't help but look dapper. He's a dapper man. He is. I'm sure his suits are really expensive. But that one wasn't That wasn't a winner. So we also have Paul Heyman uh, zooming in with his neck brace, <laughs> confused about what video chat platform he is on. This whole segment kind of unsettled me a bit. This was a very strange bit of work, wasn't it? It really was. Like, I don't know. I I don't have the long history with Paul Heyman that you do. I think you watch wrestling a lot more consistently when he has been on than I have. So, like, him doing the creepy thing, saying that he was going to, you know, like, bone Cody's wife. <laughs> that felt real strange to me. It was really gross. It's gross when anybody does that. Yes. But it seemed like very, like, lowbrow and weird coming from Paul. Like, it, he doesn't seem like that kind. Like, he's like, his insults seem more, like, intellectual to me. Yes. I was also trying to trace back the threat. Like, Cody 
will maybe beat Roman Reigns. And if he yeah. does, he won't be spending as much time with his family. And yeah. she will turn to an older man with an unfortunate ponytail. Does he still have the ponytail? You know, I actually don't know if he does still have the ponytail. I think I just see it when I look at him whether it's there or not. <laughs> you can't unsee it. It's like, please just walk me down the path where Brandy is like, well, you were never home. And Paul is so sensitive and thoughtful. so weird the whole thing is so weird the idea like the person who's not a wrestler is going to be like swept off their feet by some other wrestler Mm -hmm. like the love triangles that happen when they're all wrestlers like that makes far more sense to me than just like a random person waiting at home behind like wasn't there that whole thing with um aj styles and who was he with that was like kept threatening to like oh i think it was samoa joe wasn't it was it just like nonstop? Like I'm gonna boink your wife. Like I think <laughs> Joe was gonna boink his wife. <laughs> just like this is so gross. Stop doing this. It's, it's a, super it's a gross. Very, it's a very weird path to take. Like, will she have any say in this? Will we ask the Obviously wife, not. or like, will someone just show up and be like, "It is sex time. Hello, I am here to fight your <laughs> husband with you." <laughs> It's so, yeah, it, it, I don't like this at all. It's just gross. It's like, enough with the pawn thing. It's weird. I also, I kind of felt like this was the least interesting part of this. Because Paul Heyman was once again kind of shit-talking Roman Reigns. like, And implying that he's only where he is because he has Paul Heyman. Yeah. For a hot minute. And I was like, are you like subtly advertising your services in case it doesn't work out with Roman? But then also going to do your wife he might be so i was like i i wanted to talk more about that but what did you think about the end where cody just kind of like ignored him and talked to roman so i really <laughs> i really like when he said do not send this man again <laughs> i was like that <laughs> i loved it cool that's a boss move from a boss i really appreciated that on a number of levels yeah i mean I feel like I really love Cody Rhodes more than I thought I was going to. And I thought yes. I was going to love him a lot. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It makes me really happy. So, also, you know. have you noticed that this finishing the story is like a theme? Yeah. Like Sammy was talking about finishing a story and now Cody's talking about finishing a story. I don't know if they're trying to tie this into like hollywood and like movies tell stories i don't know it feels like we are very consciously focused on the fact that this is an an epic like just journey an epic journey of story yeah and i like that it's nerdy and i dig it i know it's great so skipping ahead again a little bit um we're going to skip a few things here and get into our new favorite talk show segment, which is Ding Dong Hello with Bailey. It's the first time I've ever seen this. It was on NXT. Okay. A couple yeah, weeks ago. It's the first ago. time I've seen it. And the music kind of cracked me up. It's funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I was super excited because, you know, Becky comes out, which is great. And then she's like, I want to take those tag titles. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just kept saying, it's Lita. It's Lita. It's Lita. 
And then Lita showed up. And I'm so excited about this because, like I said last time, I never really ever saw her wrestle. Yeah. So I'm super excited for this. I don't, do you think it's something that's going to last? Or do you think it, like, because next week they have a, a match. You know, I don't know. Um, I'm excited for it, too. I always like Lita. Look, I, I think Lita could do some botches when she was regularly in ring performing. But I think that can happen to anybody. I also think it's nice to see Lita kind of getting this moment after the way we collectively treated her when she left last time. What happened? So, you know, how much do you remember about the Edge and Matt Hardy and Lita blow up? I only know anything that you told me about it. So, like, I know it was pretty fucked up and they made it, like, they turned it into a storyline. Matt Hardy... And Lita had an on-screen relationship and a real-life relationship. Mm-hmm. And I guess it came to light that she and Edge were doing some cheating, which is obviously not a noble thing, but I don't know anything about these people's personal lives, and it's none of my fucking business. Um, basically, that led to this storyline where Matt gets fired, and Edge is doing his rated-R superstar thing, and he and Lita are now in this on-screen relationship. Mm-hmm. And she is sort of portrayed as this home-wrecking slut. Like, they do this live sex celebration on Raw at one point. It was very exploitative. People were calling her a slut all the time. I remember when Crime Time was still around, they did this thing where they, like, find a box of her stuff backstage, and it's like, underwear and i think like a vibrator or a dildo and they're like selling it it was it was a lot and then she just kind of disappeared yeah from wrestling and you know i I don't want to say it was a different time because it wasn't that long ago but I, i think some of that stuff probably wouldn't fly now uh yeah i agree and it just it felt like she had to bear the brunt of everything that happened of course yeah and she was it was sort of like well she has to be accountable for this and it's like well she's not accountable to any of us because she's not our girlfriend right like i don't know. it was an ugly scene i think where people felt like they had like they had a prerogative to take sides in it and had a mm-hmm. stake in it because it's like the famous people you know and we're all in these parent social relationships yeah so I guess it is not like I was so happy that people were like really excited to see her and chanting for her. It's like, yeah, that's that's really nice. Yeah. Good for you, girl. And it did. Yeah, I'm it, really looking forward to seeing the match. It never felt like Edge had to take any of that heat that she did. So I was going to say, you know, you said like someone's got to take punishment or pay for it or whatever. But it's like, I don't think the like Edge ever faced any bad consequences. It felt very much like she's a slut and high five bro, you know? I feel like it was the same thing that happened with the um, storyline with um, Vicky and Edge, right? Like, Vicky was the punchline the whole time. Always. Yep. Yeah. So, and I guess the thing is, like, at least with Vicky, there wasn't any real life pain. Right. For her in that, you know? So, all that is to say, I... You know, I hope Lita has a good run, however long she's with us, and I hope it makes up for how things went last time. I agree. Um, so, anything else about this one? I mean, I'm pretty excited to see them scrap it out. 
Me too. I don't know how it's going to go next week, but I'm curious. I w- I hope that maybe this is something that carries on a little further. Like maybe yeah. Becky and Lita find another friend and they have like a six woman match or something, you know, like draw it out. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd be down with that. So after Ding Dong Hello, we <laughs> see Candace backstage with Brian. Brian, wow, with Byron for a little interlude, and he's trying to ask her about Johnny, and she doesn't really <laughs> want to talk about that. She wants to talk about why Nikki Cross is following her. <laughs> she chases her down. She chases her down, and she's like, "I don't have time for this. I have to take on Piper Niven. I've got a kid. I've got a dog. I've got a husband. I've got a full schedule, Nikki. What is going on?" And it's like the saddest thing ever. I know Nikki doesn't have any friends. Yeah, she's lonely. So she's just been kind of like hanging on to Candace. Do you think that's what's happening or do you think she's faking her out? I think the Garganos are about to adopt another weird kid. I hope so. Oh my gosh. Maybe <laughs> maybe Loomis and Nikki. I think we talked about that before, right? We're hoping they turn into some weird tag team. That would be great. I think it's going to be the Larray Gargano home for wayward kids. I would love that so much. I'm totally down for it. <laughs> they teach them like responsible weapons handling. Yes. Like places it is okay to bring your axe. How we do not sneak around backstage creeping on people. We just say hello and ask them to spend time with us. Exactly. We don't <laughs> climb into people's laps who haven't invited us. We don't. We don't ever do that. <laughs> It's delightful. Maybe they'll form a tag team. That would be great, I think. I think that could be really fun. I'm in I'm in favor of whatever gets Candace more screen time. I agree. Anything we can do to get the Poison Pixie in front of us and winning some yes. matches, I'm down for. Did you know that she had a Poison Pixie shirt on? I didn't. Yeah. Which That's I didn't even think, though. like, I just thought of it. And I'm like, oh, does she have some merch in the shop? Because remember, she has her mm. own... Oh, that's her right, own yeah. uh, her own merch page. But now, color me curious. I'm gonna look it up. Mm, I'd be interested to know. Let's see, Candace, <laughs> Candace LeRae, Candace LeRae. Candace is kind of great. I yeah, she's like got t-shirts now. Nice and hoodies. Oh, that's I might fun. have to get myself a hoodie. I know. Free shipping. Candace Theray. It's black with a pink thing on the front. Love it. And it says Poison Pixie. It's really cute. Nice. Yeah. I wish I had like a birthday coming up. You'd be like, hey, look at, give me that present. Well, you know, ne- there's always next year. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be around that long. We can only hope. So after uh, this segment, we're going to come back to another one with Byron because it's going to lead into our main event. We've got Byron backstage with Edge. And uh, Edge has this thing. I don't know if you've noticed him doing it where he's like, these young kids, they're great. So much potential. I hate them. They're idiots. (laughs) He's totally such a get off my lawn, you whippersnappers. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. I feel like it's very relatable because as Edge's generational peer, I'm like, wow, the kids really are our future. I don't want to have to talk to them or look at them, but they're great. It's true. Is he? Yeah, I guess he's counts in our generation, I suppose. Wow. I had to think about it. I think, to be fair, 
he is very firmly Gen X. Yeah, he feels Gen X, right? Where I am a, I am on the cusp of Gen X and millennials. We're the Zennials. I'm the very youngest Gen X and the very oldest millennial. Aww. And boy, do I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Gen X on we. It's uh. I'm trying to remember. I saw this thing about Xennials because we had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. Mm-hmm. We're also the generation that like gets forgotten the most. We're kind of a micro generation. It's true. We are the si- true silent generation. <laughs> <laughs> we are the greatest generation. But, you know, Edge has, it seems like he has a lot of nice things to say about Austin Theory, except that he thinks Austin Theory is also kind of terrible. And he pokes some holes in his uh, forever reign. He's like, there's no such thing as a forever reign, stupid. Yeah, it's funny because he's, I think he kind of has the same idea. Like, Austin Theory is like a pretty good wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's just a dumb character. <laughs> he's not good at it. But like in the <laughs> ring, he can wrestle just fine. I feel like that was like code for everything Edge was saying. Um, I think Edge probably listens to this podcast, so he's got our ideas in his head, you know. Thanks, Edge. Thanks for everything, Edge. I had another thought about Austin Theory during this, which leads back to before where, you know, he was saying like he's the now and he's but he's also the forever champ. He's like obsessed with time. Like I, when I was watching this match, right, so he has his knee, I was going to say kneecap, his knee pad, and it says mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. So it's like all day, the now, the forever champ. I'm wondering if he's going to come up with any more time-related nicknames. That's a good observation. Thank you. Very interesting. I can't really do anything with it, but I (laughs) I noticed it. (laughs) But I really loved that um, during this match, um, I guess I kind of forwarded us into the match. I hope that's okay. That's fine. That's where we were headed. That, like... Austin, like, at the, you know, the beginning, like, Edge was just, like, beating the shit out of him. And I was like, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this old man beating up this whippersnapper. I just, I really do want to say thank you, Edge, for everything you do for us, including just beating the crap out of Austin Theory. Yes. Anybody who beats the crap out of Austin Theory, I thank you. This one was a little hard on me because I went into it being like, Edge is not going to win. There's no way Edge is going to win. And he's like, I just want one more championship. And I'm like, sure you do. But then... <laughs> Doesn't everybody? Edge was so good in this match. He was I like know. on fire. And I was like, oh, oh my God, Edge is going to win. And he broke my heart. I really, really hoped he would. I really, really hoped. But then stupid Finn came in. I know. What an asshole. I mean, seriously, I love Finn Balor, but what an asshole. I know. He really screwed the pooch on this. I was sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I I don't want Austin Theory to keep having this stupid title. I'm sick of it. Someone needs to sit Finn Balor down and explain the greater good to him. Yeah, Finn, okay. go, you go for the title. It's fine. Right? You don't like Edge? That's fine. Let Edge kill him, and then you can face Edge for the title, and that can be your whole thing. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Come on. Exactly. Work together. Everybody so, yeah. hates Austin Theory. I mean, he gets booed when he comes out. Like everybody's like, "Boo, you're dumb." <laughs> it's true. And they're right. They're not wrong. No. So like, it was a it was a real 
heartbreaking thing for me because love to see Finn Balor. Do not like to see him interfering with Edge. Do not like to see him help Austin Theory retain. Like, I'm a, in a glass case of emotions here. Yeah, we, we really do have to maybe put it in your letter to Dad. Like, Dad, can you just talk to Finn? Like, can we have a redo, a mulligan? Do you know what I think I need to do is be like, dear dad, I think in the past I have come at you with a lot of conflicting priorities. <laughs> I've asked for a lot of things and I haven't been clear about how important any of those things are to me. So I just want to be really, really, really clear that of the utmost importance is, you know, just getting Austin Theory his own reality show or something. So he's not on Raw so much. But then we would have to see ads for it all the time. I would rather see the ads. You can fast forward through the ads. I can't fast forward when he's on Raw because we have a wrestling podcast. And whose big idea was that? That was yours. So technically, this is all your fault. That's fine. I take the blame. <laughs> Somebody has to. <laughs> I just need what him else to go about away. This one? You I just, just need, need him to go, go away. away. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know where this is going. I feel like they're just going to keep throwing people at Austin Theory. Like, yeah. they just keep doing this. Like, how long have they been doing this where it's like, Here's another one coming for Bella, a.k.a. The, <laughs> the United States Championship. Like, it's like a nonstop barrage. Like, is uh, AJ Styles going to come back and take the championship after his broken ankle situation? Who knows? It's anybody's guess. You know what? I want to put this out there right now that if AJ Styles returns and defeats Austin Theory, I will never make fun of his flat earth beliefs ever again. I, I have a really hard time believing that. I'm not saying I won't screw up in that promise, but I'll do my utmost to keep it. I have a really hard time believing that. I will do my utmost. <laughs> Nobody said my utmost was particularly impressive. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Um, it's, I don't, he's starting to look invincible, and it's a little silly. But... I feel like in Elimination Chamber, right, he kind of lucked his way into that win in some sense. I mean, everybody Absolutely. was wrestling really well, but, like, had the other dudes not, like, eliminated Bronson Reed, for example, he probably wouldn't have gotten as far as he did. Logan Paul was a gift to him. Ugh. Ugh. Both of them. Both of them can just poof out of existence. Well, I think this is, I mean, this is returning to that road to WrestleMania problem, right? Like, we're not going to get anywhere on the Austin no. Theory issue because we are in stasis right now. Yeah, and we have 40 days. 40 mm -hmm. days. That's like so many weeks between now and WrestleMania. There's some kind of biblical lesson in this, but I do not <laughs> know what it is. Do you think having a two-day WrestleMania makes it feel less special? It does feel less special to me. Yeah. Like, all the headlining makes it feel less headliny-ish to me. I I like that WrestleMania is the biggest night, the biggest one night yeah. of the year. Like, it's this thing that we all look forward to. You stay up late, even though it's eight hours of content and you cannot possibly consume all of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's like a thing, you know? It's like... yeah. It's like staying up until midnight on New Year's Eve. It's its own mm -hmm. thing, and I don't need it broken out into two events that, quite honestly, by the time we get there, will probably be a little bloated. Yeah, I think it usually yeah. is, right? Because they have to, like, 
come up with more content to surround everything. There's going to be so much filler. There's going to be like, we got to find something for John Cena to do. We're going to have all these video packages. Yeah. We're going to have the Dyson vacuum presents the you suck match where Kurt Angle returns. And I made that up, but you know, it's <laughs> just going to be a lot of stuff. We did wish for more gimmick matches. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that not would be like that. Fault. Not with all the capitalism. Oh, that's amazing. There's no boot scoot and boogie match, I'll tell you that. Well, no one listens to us. <laughs> it's true. So uh, before we close this one down, like, do you have any final thoughts about Raw? Anything as we head into the next week? Tell me the contents of your mind. I think the majority, like you said, I think we are a lot in stasis at the moment. So I feel like I'm not a lot of like movements going to happen between now and wrestlemania i'm curious to see how they're going to treat the bloodline storyline throughout this like are they just kind of gonna forget it for a while i don't think they want to do that right because people are tuning in for sammy yeah i don't think we're gonna back burner that i really don't i hope not um they've done insane shit before but um no i think i don't know i it's like Christmas, right? I'm always excited for it to happen, then I'm kind of sad when it's over. I feel like that's how it'll be for WrestleMania. It's like, well, then what happens after this? Is everything reset? I don't know. I, I'm i scared of the Logan Paul thing just because I don't like him. Yeah. I'm kind of worn out about Austin Theory. No, I, th- I think that is really fair, and I, I think you speak for the people, or at least, you know, if the people is me, you speak for the people. Thank you. <laughs> So, as always, thank you for joining us for another episode of Wrestling is for Girls. You can hang out with us each week by listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you can stop by our website to find our episodes, which is wrestlingisforgirls.com. You can also let us know what you thought about this week's episode or what you think about Austin Theory, but only if you agree with us, at WIFGirlsPod on Twitter. And we will see you again next week. Between now and then, just remember, friendship may not be forever, but hating the same people certainly is. 